This is the Reflection Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow human design friends as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Mila. Mila is a 6-2 manifester and the co-host of Life on the Correct Frequency, a podcast you may be familiar with as we had Ketzia on in episode three. Mila is also a certified human design analyst, a wife, a mother, and has been experimenting with her design since 2012. She's very passionate about helping other manifestors, and I am so thrilled to have her here to talk with us about the reflector manifestor relationship and manifestors in general. The more we learn from each other, the better we are. Welcome, Mila. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I don't really know what you start. I can start with, I listened to the episode that, that you did with Kitsia and it was really interesting and fascinating to me because I've never, it's interesting to see type on type interaction because it brings something, something else out in the conversation because there's an, and I found that even through online work, it brings out an, an ease because there's a, um, the lack of tension with the aura, right? And also with the connection for the, for the manifester and the reflector, there's a lack of, of tension or there's, I don't wanna say lack of tension, maybe, maybe it's an ease of interaction mm. because the, the auras are both contained in a sense, right? Yeah. So that was, I, I found it really interesting. I've listened to a couple of other episodes as well. Yeah. And it, it, I really, I really appreciate and I really appreciate the work that you do. I don't want to call it work. I don't know if yeah. you call it work. No. Is it work? It's not work yet. No. I think as soon as it gets to be work, then it'll be like the joy's gone. Yeah. And as long as the joy's there, that's yeah. But if it gets to when I call it work, I'll be like the joy's kind of gone. It's a job. And that's not yeah. that's not the point. Mm. Yeah. So I, I was, I listened to that episode and I was like, well, I, and I hear kids talk about it all the time as well, because the reflect, reflectors are, they're not that many of you, although, I mean, percentage wise, but, um, and also that there's not much known mm. about the reflector and how you operate and, and it's, it's all about, you know, you being a mirror for the other, which in a sense is, is true yeah but you are also you are you right mm -hmm. yes so it's not like you're a blank slate that's not how it works no um and I was like I need to I want to push for me that's important um that, to put out there that that every and that's the essence of it for me that every type is unique and every every human is unique and there's no, no one is, it's not good or bad because it's so easy to get caught up in the type hype. Yes. Especially if you're a manifester, it's so easy to get caught up because that's, you know, that's the propaganda and that's the type that's been prevalent or, or dominant. Yeah. For, and that's what everybody, everybody's mind is so conditioned. Mm -hmm to strive to be a manifester and it's not all that it's cracked up to me <laughs> no. and I've been listening to your podcast for some time I think since the launch so 
it's I feel like you know I've as I was saying to you just before I feel like I I've kind of gotten to know you um and I really value the raw honesty that you share with everybody because it's not all sunshines and unicorns and flowers it's 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 bloody hard so can you talk to us about that can you share with us how you you fell into the human design world and or how human design found you how did I find human design um I'm a sixth line so I'm a sixth line personality which means that the first roughly the first 30 years I'm a third line so but I'm not a third line is built to be resilient, to learn from, from their experience. Um, the sixth line is a third line, yes, but it doesn't have that same built-in resilience. So it can be really turbulent and really painful and really chaotic. Um, and it was for me. <clears throat> so I had a, a, a long story of... of I made all the mistakes with relationships, with money, uh, with jobs, any and every mistake, I made them. Um, so when I, when I got up on the roof, which you do around 30 years old as a sixth line, um, I was really exhausted, both physically and mentally. So I did a lot of, a, a lot of work um, on myself. Uh, through therapy and and all kinds of things and I knew I really knew that the life that I led up until that point it didn't work it wasn't healthy um so I was working this is going turning into a really long story I was working at this climbing gym and I had this group of friends this circle of friends and there was this guy who was in the same circle we didn't know each other but it the culture at that gym was, you know, you, you were friendly with everyone, you said hello, and we had um, friends in common. And he, we, I said hello to him, and, and he said something about he'd just come back from a trip because he'd done something called human design, and it just went in one area and out the other. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then fast forward about a year later, um, <laughs> And I don't really know how it all started, but all of a sudden I was like, I, he's got something. There's something about him. And we were at this crag, a whole group of us were at this crag and I was sitting on a rock and he came and he sat down next to me. He didn't say anything. He didn't, you know, not, and, and he just came down and sat down next to me and everything just went still. It was like being in the eye of, of a storm. And I was like, this is really different. What is going on? And, and I felt as if my body could relax, like really, truly relax. And I was like, this is, I've never felt this way before. What is going on? So I, had, I plucked up the courage and because um, I mean all of us were climbing you know different constellations and yeah. and so I sent him a text and I was like do you want to hang out in the sun with me and he's like oh no we were climbing yesterday uh, I think I'm done with the sun I was like that's not what I asked I did not ask you to go climbing I asked if you wanted to go hang out in the sun with me 
end well <laughs> uh so three weeks later i proposed <laughs> <laughs> spontaneously and um turns out this my husband is a human design analyst and he was really clever he didn't he waited that's basically what he did he waited he let me know you know when that he was there if i was interested he never every single you know date every single time we hung out every coffee every text conversation that we had i started i started everything and we were sitting on this bench like two and a half weeks in our dating period <laughs> and i said oh i i i appreciate this so much because it feels as if for the first time ever i've had there's been space and time for me to to ease into things and to to not feel pressured or pushed or stressed and he just he you know he just looked away and he looked back at me and he started laughing and he goes do you realize that you've started every single time and i was like started what so you initiate everything every every date every conversation everything no that can't be true and he's like well think about it it's like fuck you're right and i and i didn't even realize that that was what i was doing yeah and so basically he gave me a foundation reading over a period of three weeks <laughs> without without actually telling me what he was doing yeah. so that's how i fell into human design <laughs> How clever is he? I love he's, his story. He's, he's so clever. <laughs> it's like, you, he just, he you, just I a, think he was five years in and, and he, uh, I mean, this is, this is his story as well, but he, he realized pretty quickly that she's not, she doesn't have a sacral. There's no energy there. And even, even if I were to be, you know, he's a projector. So even if I were to be a, a, a generator of, or a manifesting generator or a manifester, he was just like, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to, for her to recognize me, for her to see me. And I did. Wow. wow. So. <laughs> I love those stories. They give me tingles because it's just, <laughs> especially that story. I love it so much. Yeah, I do. He just, I really, he knew you before you even knew you and yeah. he gave you all of this and he yeah. allowed you to be you for the first time in your life. And you were just yeah. allowed to experiment as you should without it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't, and, and, and we've talked about this and I've got, gotten this question before, like, how did you start your experiment? And I say, well, I didn't, mm. I, he did. He started it for me because he gave me the space and he waited. And no one had ever done that for me before. Yeah. Because as a female, you know. That's right. You're supposed to wait. Yeah. You're supposed to, you know, be wooed and all of that. And uh, yeah. So how did that, so that feel? That's interesting <clears throat> that you say that as a female to have to, you know, to, to feel that we've got to wait and got to be demure and you've got to be this and that and and you sort of like being able to get into this space of of feeling holy shit this is this is who I am and this feels natural and this feels right did was that, is that hard 
was that hard? Of course it would have been, but can you share with me that? Because <clears throat> I could imagine that, did you go against that conditioning that you were raised to be, you know, be, be ladylike, be this, be that? <laughs> I, well, yes and no. I was lucky to grow up in, in, a, in a culture where it's not as strict as some cultures where the stereotypes are really strong it's not as strong where I grew up. I grew up in Sweden. Um, but I've had the, you know, nice girl speech and nice girls don't do this and nice girls don't do that. Mm-hmm. And definitely growing up, I was, <clears throat> I was told to, <clears throat> to be quiet and, and not take up so much space. And <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> I could, I could see my friends getting away with things that I didn't get away with. Yeah. Um, and I could never figure out why because there could be a bunch of us say during class and we would be like passing notes back and forth and I was always the one being told off by the teacher everyone else got away with it I never did um and it's just it's little things Mm. like that um I think that's the aura like I I think that's the aura it just it straight away just rubs people up the wrong way yeah. Um, not, not yours specifically. I mean, even I, I know how that feels for myself. Like you can just walk into an environment and people just, obviously I'm going to, I don't even have to do anything. Sometimes it'd be like, okay, I'm, you know, you feel like, holy shit, everyone's just glaring at you. Yeah. So I, I when I say I, I could imagine, I can't, but I'll try to imagine how that must feel to have your aura. <laughs> it's just going to run yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. And that's because they feel because they feel threatened, right? Yeah. And and you don't and and I think that's the thing for 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 the manifesto to really embrace and really wrap their their being around that the aura and the personality is not the same thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good distinction to make. There. Yeah. And, and because of the aura and, and people, when they come to the system, they hear repelling aura. Mm. And so they hear I'm repulsive. Yeah. Because that's, that's the internalization of growing up and always being told off, always being told to be quiet, always being feeling singled out, mm. not necessarily being singled out, but always feeling singled out. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I first day at kindergarten, I, it's big sandbox, lots of toys. Um, I walk up and I pick out a, a bucket and two other kids start screaming at me because I didn't see, didn't know, didn't realize that they were playing in that corner and they were using that bucket. They didn't have it in their hand at the time. Yeah. So I just walked up and I picked it up. Yeah. And they were older kids screaming at me, or I don't know if they were screaming at me, but that's how I, you know, <laughs> perceived you it. Remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and had I been, I don't know. I mean, this is all what if, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, what if I'd been taught to say, Hey, I'm going to pick up this bucket now because I want to play with it and just letting them know yeah. what would it would have happened then would they have turned around and said oh but we were using you know we were using that and you can use the bucket over whatever 
so it's yeah it's it's um it's easy for the manifester in my experience and and people I've worked with that it's so easy to internalize that Mm -hmm. and start thinking that it's something wrong it's me there's something wrong with me that's why people notice me so I have to be smaller I have to be you know I have to be I have to fade into the woodwork and not make any noise and not make but you know you step into the room or you don't even even before you enter the room yeah yeah people know you're there yeah that's right yeah so but back to the question about um how it felt (laughs) being the the pursuer in a romantic relationship I didn't even think about it Mm. I just did it yeah it wasn't anything that I even um thought oh I shouldn't be doing this or maybe I should let him come to me because I made the decision before I met him that I'm gonna stop being silent with what I want I also have a defined ego Mm. so what I want and what I'm committed to that's who I am yeah yeah so um I'm splenic yeah so I want what I want now yeah and that's it and that's it Mm. So I, in a sense, I'm, I'm a stereotypical male. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I have willpower and I want it now. Yeah, yeah. So I go out and get it. But I, I came it. in this packaging, so. Showing us, leading leading the way. Showing so us that's, to get that's out a of running our, own, jo- our own bullshit. Like, yeah that's the running joke in 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 our house between me and my husband because I mean he's this planning projector so he's stereotypical in a sense the the female because he's he's super focused and he's super focused on the other and he's absorbing everything and he's listening and and there's me walking around completely unaware (laughs) and just doing what I want that's it's not that bad really but you know it's I just... love that you say that. That's so interesting because I've always been um, quite a very independent and not dominant, but I, I, know, I generally have gone and gotten what I've wanted in my life. I've had burnout, obviously. I'm now where I am. <laughs> but even in my relationship now, it's it's kind of like that. Like I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it's very much like, you know, you know when they ask you who wears the pants in your relationship? Yeah, probably me. Um, <laughs> and that's odd because I've got a pure generator. Um, but it's just like, okay, I need to check in with you. Just make sure that we're on the same page here. Can you just, I'm just talking to you say, you know, are you asking me for advice or you just want me to, as a sounding board? Just a sounding board. Blah. And then it's like, good, thanks. Off I go. <laughs> And I'm just so grateful that he's being able to do that for me because then I'll go off and do stuff. And every now and then he will say, Mm-mm. yeah, no. And I'm like, okay, I trust that wholeheartedly. I just go, yep, that's, that's, your, that's your sacral response. And I trust that. I trust that sacral response over my wishy-washiness. It's just kind of like, la, 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 la. <laughs> but that's that's what happens when when you step into who you are regardless of your design and regardless of of your authority and and all of that is 
you can you can trust the other person yeah in, in a way and i was <laughs> i was doing things around the house and and um for our wedding ceremony we had um we had the um the pouring of the of the different types of sand in in one big jar of, of glass and <laughs> And the officiator said that, oh, you know, you, you pick different kinds of sands and you pour them together because you can't separate them. And, and I looked at it now and I don't remember who chose the, the fine milled sand, but one of us chose really fine milled sand and the other one chose pebbles. Oh. So if we wanted to, we could actually separate them. Wow. And I didn't, I, I mean, I haven't looked at that. For, we got married in 20. Oh, he's going to, he's going to laugh at this if he listens. I have to take my ring off. We got married in 2013. 2013. Also a running joke. I never remember when we got married or got engaged. It <laughs> he does. Happened. I don't. It happened. Dang it. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> it's, um, no, but it, it's, it, it's, it's such a nice symbol because traditionally, quote unquote, you're supposed to pour the sand and not be able to separate them. Mm. But we chose sand that you can actually separate and I think it's also because we're two different individuals right mm. Mm. and and that's what you get when when you interact with someone in yeah. who, who's in their design who are who they are yeah because we're so again back to the to the love and the wooing and all of that we're so conditioned to want to be one with the other and we want to you know be one person and one entity and we're supposed to do everything together and no thank you <laughs> no and I mean who hasn't been in relationships where you've tried that yeah yeah, and, yeah. I mean for you as a reflector it, it's it, it, yeah it's so unhealthy for yeah. everyone yeah and when you always look back hindsight hindsight yeah like, isn't that the gift that keeps on giving? Um, <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> it's like, oh, it makes no sense. I, lo yeah. I love that you just said then about the pebbles <clears throat> and the sand and that you instinctually knew without even being told that you needed to be two completely separate and completely two different. You're still the same. You're still made up of the same yeah. matter but you just choose yeah. to present differently, pebble yeah. and sand. And the sand can actually, anyway, I'm getting all yeah. philosophical here, but it's a very beautiful thing, I think. I, I really love that you said that, and I love that that you did that for your wedding. That's actually really cool. I'm like, wow, that's actually really cool to do that, yeah. to pouring the sands or however it wants to be, the colours or the shapes or the sizes. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Beautiful. Who knows what? What pops out of my mouth? I don't. <laughs> it just I have no idea. <laughs> That's actually true. I, I told Kitsia the other guy, day, I was like, is it weird that I have to listen back to what we record to actually remember what we said? Because I don't. I have no idea. I'll have to do the same with this. Yeah. I will walk away probably thinking it was a really nice conversation. I really enjoyed our time together. I have no idea what I said. Yeah. No I idea. I love that you, you can just be relaxed in who you are as a being to know that that's just that's just who you are. I love that. My um, my daughter's a splenic projector and 
she's only six yeah but I'm learning so much from her just watching her and listening to other people talk about you know that just that splenic response um just my mind my mind blown I mean I've got I think you do as well we've both got manifesting generator um sons is your, yours is a son too yeah uh, my oldest is my manifesting generator is a girl oh girl yeah yeah um and I think Ketsu, hers is a manifesting generator too isn't it yeah son yeah, yeah. they our kids are, are six months apart I think wow yeah. yeah how do you find that how do you find the energy between you as a manifester opposed to a manifesting generator um for, for me my experience is oh so different because of the of the sacral mm. um she has i mean and also my mother-in-law she's a manifesting generator um and both my both manifesting generators are they're so fast they have so much energy they can say oh both the big one and the small one can say um i'm i'm tired i don't feel like doing anything today and they go off and they do 10 things and they like whip around the house like a whirlwind whirlwind and they clean the room and they fold the clothes and blah 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 and they do this and they, and and she like the the little one my daughter she can have like projects and she she draws and she she's super creative and I'm like but you said you were tired very different and that's I think it is another thing um that people not easily confuse but because because of the manifesting part of the manifesting generator and the manifester um on the surface can seem somewhat similar because they have there's that manifesting ability but the manifesting generator is still in response mm. and i don't I, I don't want to tell someone else's story but I, I love my mother-in-law, but I can see what happens to her as an adult. I mean, with kids is a little bit different, but as an adult, when she when she does things out of her mind, when 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 her sacral response isn't there, and she because she has this manifesting aspect and and the ability, and she doesn't do it in response. Yeah. Oh, she pays such a heavy price. Yeah. And she gets into so much trouble and as someone who who cares about her and love her mm. it it's so it's really difficult sometimes watching her mm. but she's the third line so you know finding out what doesn't work <laughs> that's it yeah but um so and 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 I've also heard um people telling me who know a little bit about human design they're like but you're just sitting there you're not doing anything you're a manifester you're supposed to manifest <laughs> yeah. yeah I do when it's correct that's it yeah mm -hmm. and and that's the thing that a lot of manifestors that I work with struggle with as well because they learn they're a manifestor and they're like oh I'm supposed to initiate that's it yeah and then the mind goes, oh, now we can initiate all these cool things that we thought out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
I have the power. <laughs> yeah. And, and you do, you do, but it still has to be correct. It has to come from the body. Yeah. Yes. So, and, 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 and that's one thing that that's really important to me is, is every type is powerful in their own right and in their own way. And no type is more important than the other. We, we operate differently. Yeah. And even if you're the same type, you still operate differently mm-hmm. in a sense. I mean, the, the aura is, is, is similar or the same, That's but <clears throat> you still operate differently as you. Yeah, our soul purposes are all different. Our life yeah. goals, our experiences to date are all different. It all makes us very unique. There's not two, I don't think there's not two similar manifestors. It's not two similar reflectors. We're all living a our own beautiful, unique journey, I suppose. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I mean, that that's, I mean, we're here to differentiate. We're here mm. to be ourselves. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I look at my two kids. The oldest is a manifesting generator and the younger is a, is a pure generator. Yeah. And they're so different. Mm. The, the oldest is like a speedboat. She's super fast, zips everywhere, and then runs out of energy and just stalls. <laughs> and the little one is, she just keeps trucking and keeps going. And, and keeps going and eventually she'll stop but she 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 has a slower pace but she keeps keeps the same pace yeah, yeah. it's a karma energy yeah. such a karma energy I find that the the generator children I'm around opposed to the manifesting generator children I'm around it's just such a karma energy <laughs> I really feel it now that you know I'm very aware of it more so over the last you know this, especially this last year I'm very aware of who I'm around and if I know they're I know their profile I'm I'm kind of like very present but at the same time my thinky thinky bits and my body is very aware of them and who they are and so I'm kind of experiencing do you know what I mean I'm constantly to use the terminology I'm sampling I'm literally absorbing for lessons and learning and experience and how I can give back to them and they can give to me and it's just this massive science experiment in like a nanosecond it's just like fuck hell like it's so cool when you can look at it like that you just yeah. really appreciate it. but I have really noticed that generator energy is very very consistent yeah manifesting generators are just not all but generally speaking most of well, wow it's, it's like holy shit righto then <laughs> you know here we go woo <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a roller coaster. Yeah, in a, a way. wave party. Need the the glow sticks and the dancing <laughs> yeah. around, and you know we really need to just get going. Yeah. Every time my yeah. son gets going, that's what I imagine. I'm thinking, oh, I'm a raver from the '90s, showing my age now, but I I really yeah. love dancing. I'm with you. <laughs> I loved it, and and so when he gets going, I'm like, woo, off we go. You know, it's just like. It's, it's, it's definitely a different energy <clears throat> between the, the manifesting generator and the generator. And it was just, you know, recently that it really clicked for me 
how difficult it must be as a manifesting generator to have that ability to manifest and have to wait to respond mm. Mm. it must be such a such a tug of war in a sense mm. that you have that yeah and and i've had you know it's it's the other oh the frustration sheesh <laughs> yeah i live with three two manifesting generators and a generator and the frustration level yikes <laughs> I'm still learning that, to be honest. And I know, as you were saying before, we're all learning that. But, and I watch, I watch the struggle, and I think, how can I, how can I help you, or how can I, how can I not push you, or how can I not get upset with you, or how can you know? And this is parenting one hundred and one, isn't it? We're just yeah. all trying to do the best we can. But yeah. in human design, as a parent, we're trying to honor who we are, and we're trying to also honor our children and our partners and everybody else. And I found that you know that anger and that frustration it, it hits hard it comes back really hard for me and then I think well what did I do wrong uh, and, and you <laughs> you've got to go back to that strategy and authority and I'd just love to hear your version of that like from a manifesting point of view how <clears throat> can we how can we do what's right by you Oh, um, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, no, it, it's funny because I have in my extended family, I have a, a little manifester. He turns five in a couple of months. Uh, and I got to spend some, some time with him this summer. And it's just so fascinating for me as a grown-up manifester to watch him and watch how he moves and just watch what he does. And I was sitting working on my computer, on my laptop, and he came up and he, he came up and he just started, you know, moving things around on my desk. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just wanted this. And he just came in, you know, and got it. He didn't ask. He didn't tell me. And it's just, and, and my kids have never done that. Not in that way. Yeah. You know, the, the way that he just, it was so, it wasn't even a thought to him. He just wanted to get something and he went and got it. And I really appreciate spending time with him because I get to interact with with a a small manifester and try to not teach him but show him respect in a way that I um would have it I think it would have benefited me as mm -hmm. as a young manifester because we have a pool and he he can't swim and he got told off because he went by the pool without any floaties on yeah and I saw him and I was like you know come here just I want to talk to you and he's been scolded a lot because that's what happens because yeah. you you do all these things and you get told off and you get you know put in time out or you you know you get punished and it was it... anyway I, I I put him on on my lap and I said listen you are absolutely allowed to go in the pool. It's hot outside. We understand. Here's the thing. You can't swim. And if you fall in the pool and something were to happen to you, we love you. And we just want you to be safe. That's it. So if you want to go in the pool, you come tell me. Don't ask. You know, I'm not telling him to ask. Yes. Because, you know, um, 
you come tell me or you tell any of the other adults and we can help you but you have to let us know first yeah okay and after that no issue yeah and it's just yes in a sense being polite as as a child and a manifesto you have to ask permission Mm -hmm. right because you can't just take your bike and ride to the store if you're five years old that's it Mm. or or go on a picnic in the woods when you're four like I did Um, (laughs) (laughs) because I I think for for a lot I mean for for all parents we want the best for our kids right we love them and and we want them to be safe and here's I think the biggest issue with manifesto kids you have to let them go a lot sooner than you would like and I don't mean let them go as in let them do whatever they want because they're still kids but if they say you know I want to go in the grocery store and and get the milk and they're five and I mean granted if it's not a a huge like an American style grocery store if it's you know you you can give them the money and you can stand by the door and say okay you go get the milk yeah. And I'll see you back here. So let them have freedom within reason. Yes. And and don't say no unless it's it's straight out dangerous. You know, I'm I'm going to go play on the freeway. Fuck no, you know. <laughs> You're not doing that. So so it's because I think if if you learn if a manifestor learns from an early age that if I tell someone, if I go ask someone, there's a higher probability and possibility that I get to do what I want to do. Mm. I think that's a really good thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because the sneaky behavior and, and, um, and then, you know, I'm just going to sneak off and do whatever I want because otherwise they're just going to tell me, no, yeah. you learn that really fast, Yeah, really fast. Yeah. And, I don't, I'm just glad I don't have a manifesto kid. <laughs> I'd say that. Yeah. Do you find that it's, um, is it, and of course it's different, completely different, but is it similar in some regards, the manifesto energy of having to inform to the gener- uh, the manifesting generator energy to having to re- inform? Do no. you find that, it, no? Yeah. No. Not, not for me, not the people I live with. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for everyone, um, but in my experience, no. Um, because the, I would say this is informing is, is similar, I would say, for all the types mm-hmm. when it comes to informing the manifester. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So... I actually had a situation this morning. I was in the bathroom getting ready and my youngest, the generator, she comes and she opens the door and she goes, mom, I want another sandwich. And she just told me, she just let me know. I want another, she didn't ask me. (laughs) She just let me know. I want another sandwich. Okay, fine. Which is, I, um, that feels much better for me than if she would have, you, 
which is which might sound weird but it feels better for me when someone does that yeah. then could you please help me with can you make me mm. yeah I could I can <laughs> I don't fucking want to but I mean so just let me know yeah just let me know and but I'm also spoiled I have to admit I'm spoiled because I live in a, in a family constellation where everyone is aware of human design I mean the kids don't know yeah you know but we've always treated them as manifesting generator and generators so we've always asked them yes no questions and I've told my kids since you know since they were babies I've told I've I've been very verbal with how I feel about them and I've told them that I love them because they don't know that yeah yeah they can't feel it you know so I have to tell them um and <laughs> when when they get to a point that they go yeah mom I know can you stop harping on about it go away it's like okay I've done my job good it's the only way to go away that's great parent of the year done it <laughs> works in my favor oh. so um I mean, I can't speak for all manifestors, but because we're so conditioned, you know, mm. I have, I, I've met so many manifestors that are so conditioned to, to not be left alone. Yeah. Oh, but when they leave me alone, I feel really hurt. Do you really, mm. do you really feel, does it really bother you? Mm. And, and it takes a lot of work and courage to, to actually realize and, and admit that, no, it doesn't bother me. I actually, it feels kind of peaceful. Yeah. When people leave me alone. I read something the other day and I had to laugh. It was somebody just jesting. They were a manifesto. It was just on social media. And they said, um, I always want to be invited to something. I'll, I'll probably always say no, but please continue to invite me. <laughs> and I was like, I love that. You know, they're very open about that, just going, don't exclude me. I'm never going to say yeah. yes anyway, but please yeah. don't exclude me. <laughs> <laughs> because because that's what it, what it feels like, right? Mm -hmm. And I did a, a post on, on my social media where, where um, I talked about solitude and being alone because I love being alone. Yeah. But the mind always goes, oh, you have no friends, no one likes you, and no one, you know, no one reaches out and blah, blah. It's like, but if they would, I wouldn't answer and I would probably be a little or a lot pissed off so it's like okay make up you can't have it both ways yeah you can't tell people to piss off and then sit and sulk that nobody reaches out it just no it doesn't work it doesn't work but I totally get you know um feeling abandoned and feeling left out and feeling on the outside because as as for the reflector you don't have that auric as, as the, the generators do, they, you don't have that aura communication. So yeah. in a sense, you're always on the outside. Mm. And again, it's so easy to internalize that and think, oh, it's me. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing something wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not it's easy. One, one lesson after another. I've got to, I've got to wonder, like. <clears throat> For you being a manifester and a reflector, obviously me being a reflector, 
what's some of the advice that you could give to a reflector parent raising a manifester? Oh. I mean, we talk about how our energies, it does. Like I, I've been around a lot. I'm still looking for my best friend, my manifesting best friend. I'm calling it in, still looking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it just feels easy that the few times that I've been around it and, you know, certain projectors feel really easy for me to be around. But what do you think? Because you know a lot of reflectors. This is something else about yeah. you. You, you know, for fast being unicorns and stuff, you are surrounded by them. I know. I know you you hear that all the time of reflectors are so rare and I'm like I have more reflectors in my life than I do manifestors (laughs) what is up with with that that? (laughs) that's right what the fuck um I don't know what I would give even though it's it's I don't know if I could give any any advice I think instinctively there's an um just through the aura I think manifestors and reflectors sort of I don't want to say get along but there's a lack of tension there mm-hmm. and I think reflectors if, if they are aware of of their own design I think they instinctively would leave the, the manifesto alone yeah um which is, is not a bad thing per se mm-hmm. um so just i think for, for manifestor kids or or for for parents raising manifestor kids i think it's the big thing is 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 not saying no you know just for no reason other than saying no and i'm the parent and i'm yeah. the authority and i decide mm-hmm. because the manifestor kid is going to want to do things way sooner then you'll probably be comfortable with as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's I think that's something that's the big thing. And also, you know, teaching a manifestor kid to be polite mm-hmm. in the sense of 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 asking permission or or letting the adults in their life know that, you know, I'm gonna go outside or I want to ride my bike. I want to go swimming. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if, if it's not possible, explain. Don't just say no, but maybe explain why. We can't go swimming right now because I have to finish work. Or, you know, we, you can't ride your bike because it's raining. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just so, said before with your nephew, you were saying that, that, you learn very quickly that you can just got to do this small thing and you'll be able yeah. to get more yeah. than if, yeah. you, if you just have to sneak around and <clears throat> cause because a it, Yeah, because, because in the beginning when they were here, um, we didn't want to, we didn't feel comfortable letting him outside because of the pool. And then I explained to him that you can, you can go outside, mm-hmm. but you can't be near the pool because, you know, we love you. We don't want anything to happen to you. And after that, when he went outside, he's like, I'm going outside. I'm not going to go near the pool. I'm going to stay away from the pool. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Fine. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> so, because, because it gives, it, it's such a freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kids, and I have, I've had that rule 
with 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 the kids especially our manifesting generator because there's so many decisions that are made over their head they have no say in the matter you know they have to go to, to preschool they have to all these things yeah. so when she um learned how to dress herself she was barely two i think she's been dressing herself since she was two she's <laughs> the things that she's worn out in public yeah yeah <laughs> But for me, it's like, there's so many things that are just decided for her that just happened to her because she's a kid. So the areas that she can make decisions for herself, that she can sort of control, let her, you know, as soon as it's the, the only rule that we've had is because we have such seasons here is you, you can't wear, you know, swimwear in the winter because we get snow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only, uh, but yeah, but the creation season. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been it. on a on a long stroll in the city wearing a swimsuit and sandals because that's what she wanted to wear. And I was like, fine. We got looks. I, you know, she had clothes on. Yeah, that's right. She's <laughs> she was dressed in something. Yeah, she was dressed. So yeah, and and I think even for, for manifestor kids, even more, you know, yeah. give them give them as much freedom as as you're comfortable with yeah I mean because you're still the parent mm. so you I mean you are the authority you have to keep them safe so you have to be comfortable but it's probably they're going to crave more freedom than you're going to be comfortable with yeah. sooner than you think mm. yeah yeah noted mm. yeah. <laughs> praying for all the manifesting manifester parents out there yeah <laughs> I don't know I was pretty wild child I did what I wanted maybe deep down I've always kind of you know channeled it, that inner personality oh my poor parents but anyway we live and we learn yeah. So you're yeah. delving into that work of helping manifestors. Can you talk yes. to us a bit about that? Because that's it's really, really, really important stuff. Uh, I think I really i've i've had um i've had a sense or I've had a feeling that I wanted to do that in some way, shape, or form. I actually started a podcast 2016. I recorded some episodes. That was back when you could just upload it to Apple. Yeah. 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 And I got as far as I was just going to press upload. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not ready. So I backed off. And then I went to an immersion in 2019 with Marianne, who's my teacher in human design. And there was this lady who shared, she was married to a manifester and they had, it was a really heartbreaking story. But essentially, it was that she didn't know how to communicate with this manifester. Mm -hmm. And she felt really hurt. And, and they were in a really bad spot. Um, and I'm not someone who, <laughs> who initiates contact with people I don't know. Um, but it surprised me because after we were done for that day, I made a beeline to this lady and I said, listen, I'm a manifester and on on behalf of, of, of manifestors and your husband, I want to apologize 
because they were really in a bad spot and they they got into a vicious circle of of not communicating and 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 he flashed you know it was just bad and and I was like listen do you want to go somewhere and talk I think she was a manifesting generator Mm. and so I sat down and I talked to this lady and I and I just explained from a manifester's perspective you know you you don't what what basically how to treat him as a manifester and and just you know just back off just you know you don't have to remind him you don't have to send him a little text you don't have to write him notes just leave him alone Mm. because he he doesn't manifestors are the the anger is the not self right Mm. so it's not somewhere that we're comfortable it doesn't feel good yeah in the body is Mm. you know being disappointed it doesn't feel good it's not a nice feeling but the way the world works it's so easy to go into that yeah because we're not respected and and treated as who we are Mm. reflectors are rushed and and pushed and expected to work at the same pace as as the generator world and and then it's the same for manifestors Mm. anyway sorry long story when i had this conversation um we 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 fi- we finished our conversation and we went our separate ways and and after that conversation i was like this feels really important because when you have a manifestor in your life you can't approach them right mm. and ask you know how should i treat you what do you want mm. because you can't approach a manifestor that way mm. so i i can't speak for for any other person but i can give an inside perspective yes to to the to other types and people who are dealing with manifestors Mm. and for so many manifestors the not self is so strong and we're so conditioned and, and and don't want to say beaten down by life but we're we're forced to be small Mm. yeah in a way that's really not natural so you 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 meet the system and you hear that we have this impact and we hear you hear that we have this aura but inside you're feeling but i just feel small yeah Yeah. and broken Mm. and i don't feel powerful how could I possibly be powerful I just you know so that's a really long way of saying I when I because I have this this wonderful network around me and I have this um ability not ability but I'm I'm in this position maybe is is a better way of, of putting it because I have all this wealth of of living this Mm. And I have people around me who who are are supporting me and and living themselves. Yeah. I want you know I just want to share it and I want to pay it forward. I want to be the support system that you may not have in your everyday life. Mm. Not saying that I can be for everyone, 
but I also and and when it comes to the romance part of things I want to be a little not beacon of beacon of hope but but be an example role model be an example of 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 it, it can work out yeah you know you can be a female manifester and have love and and romance and and have a relationship it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to be alone there are men out there or women if that's what you you know there are people out there who will love you for who you are yeah Yeah. and that goes for every type of course Mm -hmm. yes um so that's what is, was that an answer to your question? Yeah, Maybe I just perfect. rambled on. No, it was perfect. Rambled on. I just, and I, I, I just love that, that you know, that you sort of honed in on that and it kind of speaks to my heart in the sense that, and I know that there's many other people doing things for a lot longer than, than I've been doing them or you've been doing them, but if we kind of just tune in and, and feel from each other something that's, hey, I see you, I want to try and help you maybe this will help you, then that's just such a gift to the world. And I think, yeah, what you're doing is amazing because I don't think, you know, people aren't talking about it. Well, maybe they are, maybe I just don't see it because I see everybody else, like the generators and the manifesting generators and the projectors. They do get a lot of airtime um, and the manifestors and their reflectors don't get as much airtime, I suppose. So it's really important for us to hear these things and to for your, the work that you're doing. So thank you for that, because it is important that we all just share the journey. Yeah. Thank you for, for doing this, for allowing me for, for, and that's another thing, you know, when I, when I reached out and I was like, I would, you know, I'm here yeah. if you're interested. There was, there's always this part of me that, that goes, what if they say no? What if they re- reject me? Yeah. Because, you know, the rejection is, is what manifestors mostly experience in life. Yeah. Because we don't learn how to properly in, inform or, and give people a chance to either get on board yeah. with what we're doing or, or at least be able to move out of the way when we come thundering through. <laughs> and how do you deal with that rejection at the time? Do you just kind of, have, have you, you've learned to deal with that or just is there a, a way? And, this is going to sound sappy but I think a lot of it is is down to my husband Mm. and Kitsia and Pontus yeah because they gave me that space Mm. of of and oh I remember meeting Pontus and Kitsia for the first time I was so nervous oh you know you have your your boyfriend and you're supposed to meet his his best friend and 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 his best friend's girlfriend and you're like oh no I don't I really don't want to uncomfortable (laughs) um and I and I told my husband I was like can you tell him that I'm not really chatting he's like okay fine and he did and we just sat there for 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 long periods of, of that coffee we just sat there and no one you know jumped on my grill and we're like oh so what are you doing what's your blah, 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 what's your favorite color and what are you blah, 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 blah. they just sat there and let me be so i think it, it's if if you are in yourself then it's so much easier to let someone else be who they are yeah right so true yes 
Yes. And what I've found is the more I, I sink into who I am or whatever you want, become who I am, whatever you want to call it, mm. that fear of rejection, I think, will always be there yeah. because it's just You're human. <laughs> exactly. I'm not I'm not super. <laughs> well, um, but it's not personal. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So That's so it's not if someone says no, they say no. Okay. Yeah. It, it's not the end of the world. Mm. Yeah. It, it's just because you spend so much time as a manifester making yourself small and, and trying to people please and, and not rub anyone the wrong way. Yeah. And and you know, not stand out. Mm. So yeah. it's it's um I loved hearing that. Life. Life's yeah. fun. Interesting, hey? huh? <laughs> Good old life. Oh, oh. No. I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so, uh, so, so very much. How can we how can we keep in touch with you? Can you share oh. with us? Oh, you can okay. find me. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be careful with my words there. Good one. I was like, oh uh, you can yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, lifeinhd.se. Uh, we also have a web page. Uh, you can contact both me and my husband through the web page. And you can listen to me <laughs> if, uh, if you want that uh, on the Life on the Correct Frequency podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so very much Thank for giving you. me your time. I really appreciate oh. it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, I loved it. <laughs>